Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. She is the host of the, most be, uh, the Mostly Peaceful Latinas podcast. MostlyPeacefulLatinas.com is the website. It's Linda Catalina. Yeah. Linda, how are you? Good to see you. So good. Good to see you too, Joe. Thank you for having me back on the show. Uh, you're very welcome. I watch and, and, and uh, really uh, consume everything that you do on Instagram. <laughs> I've got to ask you though, because last time that I had you on, yeah. you were not on Twitter. And Elon mm-hmm. Musk since has taken over. Are you back on Twitter or not? So I haven't told anybody, so I guess you'll be the first one to know that I did get back my account. Yes. Um, uh, so it's I'll wake up with Linda. It's close right now. I haven't I haven't really used it yet. Uh, I've been actually more on our podcast account, which is at MPL three hundred five. And but I'll be back from myself from the wake up with Linda on Twitter pretty soon. But yeah, right. he did give me back the account. I love that because you had a huge mm-hmm. following and you were squelched for no reason. MPL yeah. is mostly peaceful. Latinas 305 is the area code of Miami, obviously. Right. So, MPL uh, podcast 305. Okay. Go and follow that. And again, go to mostly peaceful Latinas.com. Um, we yeah. were just talking before we started here that y- your stuff on Instagram and it is, um, it's Linda Catalina on Instagram, right? Or is it wake up with Linda? Wake up with Linda. Yeah. Okay. Go and follow her there. Um, it's so eclectic. One mm-hmm. second, you're lighting somebody up about a topic on the podcast mm-hmm. the next second you're roller skating on the beach you know like really yeah. the next second you know, you're you're eating something i just think it's yeah. great and because of that you were telling me you've got a bunch of different people from different diverse backgrounds who come and follow mm-hmm. you tell me about that yeah so it's you know i kind of like also like to share like my personality like my personal life from time to time i just think that it connects with people a little bit more um, like I have a huge female following and they love recipes. Right. So believe it or not, I have so many uh, girls that like that, but they also agree with me politically and culturally. Um, and so we have, I mean, especially on the podcast that like we have independents, we yeah. have moderates, we have people that used to support Bernie Sanders. We have people that supported Joe Biden in 2020. I have people in my account that supported Joe Biden in 2020. And now they're like, holy crap, like things are really bad. Like bring back Trump. Right. Um, so it's, it's a definitely, uh, uh, an eclectic crowd on my following. Yeah. Uh, we got Latinos, we got Asians, we got, you know, uh, black Americans and obviously whites as well. Um, but it's, it's, it's just a way to try to connect more with people. I try to diversify my, my content. Yeah. What's interesting is you've also got Italian guys. I'm an, I'm an Italian. Yeah. So you've got us yeah. too. Um, I, I think that you, you draw everybody in because again, you'll do a very diverse sort of, uh, um, number of subjects and topics, mm-hmm. but I want to go back to what you said about Democrats following people who voted for Joe Biden yeah. following. Why were the, why why were you so approachable for them? Because I know that you flipped some people mm-hmm. who now understand that they really are conservative. What like a lot of them will not come on my show because I I'm that hard hitting conservative yeah. guy, and I've got you know basically if you're not a conservative, it's not going to be a fun time for you if you come on my show. Why were you so welcoming? Why did they see you as somebody they could talk to? So I think the fact that I blast Republicans a lot, I hold them accountable, gives them that opening. It, it makes them more relatable because. They see that I'm not just cheering for one party, just the Democrat, uh, sorry, just the Republican yeah. Party. So being able to hold my representatives accountable, senators accountable, my own party, they're like, okay, well, she's more of a moderate, right? right? She's not a sellout for her party. She's not bootlicking, which is what we call it in the streets. Right. And that is why we have so many people. And, and in fact, our, our following on Thursday nights on the show. Uh, love that about us. They love that we hold Republicans accountable. They love when we call them out. So I think that is the key to bringing in these independents, these moderate Democrats into the party that perhaps before didn't see that. And that's because I'm actually a MAGA 
a supporter. I'm a Trump supporter. Right. I didn't support Republicans before Donald Trump, right? And so because of that, we are a little bit of a different breed. We're more confrontational. I mean, you, you may have seen me yesterday. I was like running around Miami trying to find my state rep and trying to ask her why right. she was trying to make uh, a protected speech on constant, uh, illegal. And so people love that stuff because they're seeing that I'm actually out there putting in the work. I, I ask people, Call your representatives. This is what they're doing behind your back. This is what's going on with the Santas. This is what's going on with the legislature. <clears throat> and it's um, and it's a lot different than just a lot of these. Uh, no, no shade to to some of my friends right. and, and 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 other conservative influencers or activists, but a lot of these people just post clickbait stuff, right? Yes. So it's just headlines and clickbait, and it doesn't really go nowhere. It doesn't really uh like evolve into anything that that helps the people. And we try to be more of a let's get it done. We're activists. We're going to get hands on and we're going to get results. I love it. It's Linda Catalina. Go to uh, mostlypeacefullatinas.com. That's mm-hmm. her, her podcast. Also, yeah. go and follow her. Wake up with Linda on Instagram. And that's going to be alive and in, in up and running on Twitter again soon. Before it does, sure. though, it's MPL Podcast 305 or on Twitter, yes. right? Yes. Good. All right. Uh, you and I are much, uh, very alike. I'm a conservative. Right. I'm not a Republican. Um, I'm, a, I'm a MAGA guy as well. I support Donald Trump. I've interviewed him 12 times. The guy says the right things. When he was in office, he did the right things. But here's right. the question I have. I grew up in South Florida. It was very different mm-hmm. when I was there than it is right now. How is it that either DeSantis or, or Trump or just the ideology won South Florida for the Republicans, holy crap! I've yeah. always known that Latinas, like Italians, like like many others, right. are very conservative people. Yet they always voted Definitely. Democrat. What mm. switched it? What made the change? So I think there's a combination between um, DeSantis, DeSantis rewriting the state map, the districting. He right. redistricted. What that that had a lot of an effect. Um, you also had the fact that there was like I don't know how many million more people came to Florida from New York and California who moved here. Right. Most of them who are Republicans, that's where our voter registration went up. And then you had the rise of 2020, which pretty much allowed uh, BLM to savage through most cities. Yes. I think Miami was pretty contained. They kind of let it loose for like a day or two, and then our police said, no more, we're putting an end to this. And so one thing that you'll notice, like the cultural differences between the Latino community and the black community is that Latinos are very pro law and order, right? Latinos don't want this type of buffoonery in their streets because a lot of us moved here for law and order because we have lawlessness in our home countries because we had the cartels running around because we, we, we have criminals with guns when we don't have guns. So, you know, I think that before then you had so many Latinos pissed off, right? This is a 70% Latino population in Miami. Right. You have so many of us pissed off watching, I hate to say, mostly African-Americans doing this type of, uh, you know, behaving that way. And so they turn over to the Republican Party and they say, well, this is a party of law and order. Now, also take into consideration that a lot of Latinos are hardworking, middle-class people, especially right. here in Miami, whose pockets are hurting, okay? So they got higher gas prices, you got inflation, groceries a lot more, all the things that really affect the average voter. So what do they see? Well, crap, Joe Biden comes into office, I'm paying more money for gas, I'm paying more money for groceries, 
Like, I'm going to support DeSantis. And then we have the lockdowns, right? So there were a lot of Latinos here, both Republicans and Democrats alike, that were very scared of the virus. They wanted the mask. They wanted the closures, right? Um, but then came a point where it was like, it's hurting your small businesses. And we have local tyrants here in Miami, all this little, this, 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 this tyrants in the commission that are Republicans and then our Democrat mayor who wanted to keep Miami closed, who wanted to go after small businesses, who was swatting gym owners. So then you have the backlash of the gym owners and their families saying, okay, well, I wasn't too happy with Republicans today. But our governor is actually doing something for small businesses. Right. Our governor is signing executive orders that puts an end to the, the, the tyrannical rule of Daniela Levine Cava, who's a Democrat mayor. So these are things that matter to 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 it and your average voter. Then you have the cultural wars, yeah. right? So Latinos, especially men, like they're not very pro LGBT. You could say they're on Twitter uh, from a presentation that Governor DeSantis had about what they're teaching kids in school. They're talking about uh, same-sex uh, same sex, uh, sex, you know, intercourse. You're talking about queer stuff. I don't even know what queer means. Uh, we're talking about transgenderism. So all these things, the, the Latino community just does not like it. I think that's a great answer. I think that's exactly what's going on. Uh, what's interesting is, you know, it, when when they were polled, even black Americans, 70% didn't want to defund the police. So it's a fringe right. number of Democrats that are pushing mm-hmm. this ideology on blacks and Hispanics and, and anybody else who is intersectional in their mind. Hispanics didn't mm-hmm. fall for it, and unfortunately, I think a lot of blacks did, but they're also yeah. waking up, which is interesting. It's Linda Catalina, uh, host of Mostly yeah. Peaceful Latinas podcast. Let's get into HB 629. What are they trying to Let's do? They're, they're going to call anything hate speech? What are they doing with this? So um, just so your uh, <clears throat> listeners understand a little bit of the background, this is called a pub- public nuances bill or something like that, right? Public nuances being like littering and, and, and things of that nature, trespassing right. and whatnot, which we already have laws for, of right? Course. Trespassing, littering, that stuff that we already have. So what ended up happening was that there's this very fringe group of, you could call them white supremacists, you can call them anti-Semites. Right. We don't even know if they're real. We don't even know if they're feds. We, we don't know if they're trolling. We I mean, I barely know about them, but they're called the Goyan Defense League. And this fringe group of individuals, about five or ten of them, they're actually very decentralized. Um, They have gone around U.S. cities, including Miami, Jacksonville, I think, Orlando, Tampa, um, and they have passed out these flyers with anti-Semitic messages. Now, the flyers don't have any threats or violence. Sure, their messaging is cringe, right? It's talking about uh, certain stereotypes of Jewish people. It's calling Trump, uh, even the Trump administration is being dragged in. They're saying that everything about Trump is is, is Jewish. So they name his daughter, his son-in-law, uh, and any... Um, and his grandkids Trump are Jewish ad- too, yeah. Correct. So it's it's so that's that's what set off this entire bill it's this fringe group of people pass off flyers they're anti-semitic and so now uh uh two jewish legislators have taken it very personal and they're saying that they want to criminalize uh we already have littering laws so what they want to do now is um if you litter right so if you pass out a flyer that has anti-semitism in it what what that is could be anything at this point, um, you can get a five-year sentence and a third-degree felony. Oh, come on. That's one of the things on the bill, right? So 
who gets to decide what anti-Semitism is? We have the ADL, which is a Jewish organization. Right. They think everything is anti-Semitic. The word globalist is anti-Semitic. Turning Point USA is anti-Semitic. Uh, Donald Trump is anti-Semitic. So the Passion of the Christ by Gil M- M- Mel Gibson is anti-Semitic. So it's a very dangerous zone. It's a very great area, very vague as well as to what is anti-Semitic. We know that threats are not protected by free speech. So if it were threatening people, whether Jewish, Christians, whatever it may be, you should have legal consequences, right? right? Um, in terms of like hate crimes, like if you burn down a synagogue, if you if you vandalize it, you will face penalties. Yeah. That's already into Florida law. So what they're trying to do now more than anything is punish speech. They also have a, a an amendment or something that says that if you make fun of uh, a person that's wearing religious gear, it could be a kippah if you're Jewish, it could be a hijab, whatever, then that is considered harassment. You can also be punished five years in jail, third degree felony. Now, I spoke to a Jewish woman and she's on my page. She's like, this is ridiculous. Like, what if I want to go protest um, that very extremist organization, Muslim organization, CARE, I think is the name. Right. She says, what if I want to go protest? They're having, you know, across the street from an event that they're having and there's a bunch of people in hijabs. Like, am I going to be now uh, a felon? Am I going to be facing a third degree felony in a five-year jail? Because maybe one of these liberal uh, Muslims says, oh, she's, you know, she's uh, like harassing me. It's, what is it, hearsay? How do we prove these right. things, right? Exactly. So it's a very... It's a very dangerous bill. I have been blowing up politicians. I like the co-author of the bill. I spoke to her today. I'm going to make a presentation Good. with my partner here, Isabella, in a, in, a, in a few hours once we hang up, and I'm going to show them how these can be weaponized against us. Because I agree that we have to have uh, protection over everybody. Right? The law is the law. That's why we have the Second Amendment. Right. If you're black, if you're Jewish, if you're Latina, if you're white, if you're gay, if you're trans, you can have a gun to protect yourself. There's also stand your ground law here in Florida. So if a Jewish person feels there's deadly force coming at them, they, you know, you can shoot a person of and course. defend yourself. So there's a lot of protections already here and, and, and everything is already criminalized. Trespassing, you know, that's criminalized, right? Littering, right. we know that's criminalized. So, um, you know, I think that the legislators may have been doing this uh, from a, 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 an actually good faith from, you know, good intentions. But I don't think they're seeing beyond how this could be weaponized against us, against us. Well, it sounds so generic that there's no way that you could possibly contain what it would be. You're right. If you're offended by something, it could be a felony. Um, And Mm -hmm. by the way, the founding fathers clearly put the First Amendment in there because we disagree. If we all agreed on everything, you wouldn't need a First Amendment. It actually is there to protect so-called hate speech. So if I yell, "I, I hate all Italians, I'm allowed to say that. Or all Italians are grease balls and they eat meatballs. I can say that and get away with it in America where I, c- I might be locked up in China. So you're right. allowed to, to say I don't like Jews if you want. You can say I don't like Latinas, right. I don't like Italians. Now, when you say let's kill the Jews, that's a different thing. Different story. So, so why, do, why, why do they say they need this? What, what exactly is the reason why they say we have to have this? So, so they keep um, – there's two lies that I know are actually lies. The first lie is that the flyers – have had threats. So, and I told this to the legislator today, I said, well, I hate to break it down to you, but I went through the ADL's uh, website and I saw the flyers myself and I looked at them. There's no threats on the flyers. Right. The only thing that there is is information that you could either debunk or verify. Right. That would be up to the, the, the reader. And then the other lie that they're spreading is that 
anti-Semitism is rising. There's a rise in anti-Semitism. We don't know what that looks like. You know, is it a person? Is it is it a person in Brooklyn, New York, that that tells a Jewish person, "I hate you" or "I hate all Jews"? Is that considered anti-Semitism? And then they write that down in the FBI. It, these numbers come from the FBI, which is a weaponized agency yes. against Americans, which is who who are actually tracking down until today and locking down Trump supporters for January 6th. So who, where are these numbers, right? Because, uh, I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of hate towards Jewish people. I know there's hate towards, uh, you know, Latinos, blacks. I mean, there's hate for everybody. There's hate towards white Christian men so now. It's white, you know? <laughs> exactly. So there's no protections for Christians. Um, I have so many, I mean, I get dragged all the time just for being a Christian. I get called a Christian fascist. Uh, when we, when we were praying in school outside of we, in a Christian organization, uh, the Christian family coalition, when they went to a school board meeting about three or four months ago, all they did was pray outside. They did nothing else. That's it. And they were labeled as Christian religious extremists. That's nuts. Pro-life people as well. You know? That's so, in the United States of America, and, and it's right. crazy to me. You, you know what's crazy? Also, we just we're out of time. Seventeen minutes in, and no I, and, I, and I could talk to you for about three hours. Yeah. Do, do me a favor. Go and, and, and check out her podcast, mostlypeacefullatinas.com. Go and follow her on Instagram. An incredible follow. Um, wake up with Linda, and promise me you'll come back soon because we've got a of whole course. lot more that we need to cover. You can definitely hit me up whenever, and I'll come back. I love it, Linda. Thank you so All right, much, Joe. Thank you. All right, we're Bye. back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Linda coming on. Time for some pop culture, but. Hi, Paula, what's going on? So, on this date, in 1983, Michael Jackson's Billie Jean premiered on MTV, but it almost didn't happen. Why? Apparently, the the director of that vid, uh, video, he released like a memoir about it, and he said that MTV felt that it wasn't... Um, uh, that it wasn't Appropriate? Gonna, no, that I guess it just wasn't like what would fit their network. They're pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. I guess it, yeah, it's dumb. Gotta go. See you. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.